all you have. You are now tuned in to Hawkins Rays. You just sat back and ready to play. Let me take your thoughts far, far away. Now let's hear what Darnetta has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. What's up, Star Wars nerds? How the heck are you? I hope everybody's doing really well. I'm doing amazing. Remember in the last episode, I was telling you how I was studying for my CDL? Well, I took my test and I passed it. You are now listening to the voice of an official truck driver. Okay, that's not true because I don't drive a truck, but I could if I wanted to. All in all, I'm super happy that I passed. That's what I've been talking about with some of these quotes. You can do anything you put your mind to. All you have to do is put in the work. Now I have a CDL, a doctorate, and an associate's degree. Plus, I am part of one of the best podcast teams in the industry. But honestly, I owe it all to the fans. I went to school for the other stuff, the doctorate and associate degree, years ago. And let me give you some words of wisdom right quick. Research what you go to school for. Pick a field that you can make some money. Don't be like me and go to college for something that you can't make any money in. It is just a giant waste of time and you'll find yourself in a field that you don't want to do. But I want to thank all of you for listening and all the wonderful emails. They are what gave me the confidence to strive to better myself and learn something new. You are the best. But you didn't come here to hear all that. You came to hear about some Star Wars. And I have something that might just brighten up your day. A rumor is floating around that the master himself wants to direct the next Star Wars trilogy. George Lucas would like to create and run it for Lucas films, but under one condition. Disney must sideline Kathleen Kennedy, and she can't have anything to do with the project. From what I've heard, George isn't too happy with Kennedy right now. He blames her for ruining the sequel trilogy, and now he wants to become more involved with the franchise moving forward. Remember, he sold Lucasfilms to Disney, but they have not kept up with their side of the bargain, in my opinion. The so-called sequel trilogy made up of The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker was supposed to continue the original story. Many fans feel that they didn't possess the same spirit of the original film, including myself. And even George thinks that they're right. I doubt there's anything that George can do about it now, but maybe he can bring back the match that ignited the fire for Star Wars in its infancy with some new adventures from a galaxy far, far away. But for now, we will have to wait to see what the future will unfold. Now, I think it would be a good time for us to get to the quote for this week. And it comes to us from Eldrin Baxton. And he said, if you are unhappy with your situation, change it. You're the only one that can. This is what I've been talking about. The universe does not control your actions. Only you are in control of your life. No matter the position you are in at the moment, you can start to move in the direction that will change the outcome of your life. Find where you want to be, do the research on how to get there, and start putting in the work. Okay, enough with all that. We got a book to finish. No, this is not the last chapter of the book, but we are getting closer every week and we are getting closer to the big giveaway. So I'm super excited about that. But let me stop wasting time and get to the book. And here we go. As Mitra and Scourge battled the guard, Revan charged toward the Emperor. His opponent stood perfectly still, focusing and channeling his power. At the last possible instant, the Emperor unleashed a wave of energy that swept Revan off his feet and sent him flying backward. Revan twisted in midair so that he was able to roll with the impact when he landed. He quickly sprang back to his feet and advanced again, moving more slowly this time. The Emperor stood in the exact same position as before. It was as if he hadn't even moved. Revan began to sense the oppressive presence of the dark side weighing down on him. The Emperor was trying to crush his will, to dominate and enslave his mind as he had before. This time, however, Revan was ready. Instead of charging forward, he opened himself up to the Force, letting both the light and the dark side flow through him like twin rushing rivers. 
but instead of focusing or channeling the force, he released it in its purest form. There was a brilliant flash as the air between the two combatants lit up. The energy unleashed was powerful enough to send Revan staggering. The Emperor, unprepared and with much of his strength diverted to his effort to dominate Revan's mind, was sent flying backward. He landed in a heap on the floor, and Revan raced toward him. The Emperor rolled over, lifted himself up on one knee, and his hands flew forward as he hurtled a bolt of dark side lightning at his enemy. Revan intercepted the bolt with the blade of his lightsaber, though the impact stopped his charge dead in its tracks. The Emperor unleashed three more bolts in quick succession. Revan batted the first aside with his lightsaber, ducked the second, then deflected the third back in the direction of its source. It struck the Emperor in the chest, sending him sliding several meters back on the floor. For the first time, the Sith's emotionless veneer cracked as he let out a primal hiss of hate. The sound sent shivers down Revan's spine. The Emperor rose to his feet, his robe smoking and singed where the lightning had struck him. His black eyes flashed red, and he raised both hands high above his head. Revan knew he was gathering his power to unleash a swirling storm of pure dark side energy, just as Nyrus had done. The Jedi quickly calculated his options. Realizing he couldn't close the gap between them quickly enough to stop the assault, he gathered his own energy and spread his hands before him, ready to catch and absorb the Emperor's attack. A dozen bolts of purple lightning arced from the Emperor toward him. Revan tried to draw them in and contain them, but the Emperor was infinitely more powerful than Darth Nyrus had ever been. Revan's body was engulfed in agony as the electricity coursed through his body. His skin began to boil and blister, the flesh of his face melting and sticking to the superheated metal of his mask as the Emperor poured more and more power into him. Through the haze of indescribable pain, he saw T3M4 rushing in to help him. The droid let loose with his flamethrower, bathing the Emperor in fire. At the last instant, the Emperor cocooned himself in the Force to save himself from being incinerated, breaking his focus on Revan. The Jedi collapsed to the ground, burned but still alive, the hilt of his extinguished lightsaber lying on the floor less than a meter beyond his grasp. Almost too weak to move, Revan managed to raise his head just in time to see the Emperor turn on the brave little astromech. A tremor rippled through the air as the Emperor unleashed the full power of the Force against the defenseless droid. T3 never stood a chance. The little droid exploded into a million pieces, internal circuits and external casing obliterated in a single instant. No! Revan screamed from the ground as bits of his friend rained down on him in the form of unrecognizable shrapnel. He tried to rise, but his injured body refused to respond. Instinctively, he called on the Force to give him strength and heal his wounds. The Emperor was approaching him with calm, purposeful steps. Once he reached Revan's side, he calmly bent down and picked up the Jedi's fallen weapon, igniting the blade. The healing properties of the Force were powerful, but Revan's wounds were severe, and he needed more time to restore his strength. Helpless, he could only stare up at the Emperor as he raised the lightsaber to deliver the killing blow.
Chapter 28 starts off with Revan charging at the Emperor and the Emperor just standing there drawing on the power of the dark side. If you have a lightsaber and you are running at someone and they just stand there, you might want to question how much you value your life because this dude is going to take you out. I'm just saying. And this is one of those times that I don't like. I hate when an author finishes a chapter and the next chapter starts up before the last chapter ends. It's confusing. Chapter 27 ended with Scourge and Mitra finishing off their opponent. This chapter starts off with them still fighting their opponents. It's just weird to me. But as Revan is charging the Emperor, the Emperor shoots a wave of energy at Revan, launching him off of his feet. Revan threw some clever acrobatics and the Force was able to roll and then hit the ground. He jumps back up and charges at the Emperor again, this time a little slower. Basically, he is being a little bit more cautious than the first time. But the Jedi always just run into it with their sabers on and hoping for the best. Obi-Wan did it with Grievous, Luke did it with Vader, and Anakin just did it with everyone. It seems to be the Jedi trend or something. But as Revan moves towards the Emperor, the Emperor tries to dominate his mind like he did before. But this time, Revan was ready for his assault. But instead of trying to fight back, he allowed both sides of the force to enter into his body. Then he released it into a wave of crackling energy. The Emperor using up a lot of his own energy trying to dominate Revan's mind was not prepared for the attack and was struck, sending him flying back. At this point, Revan tries to close the distance between him and the Emperor. But as he was running towards the Emperor, the Emperor starts to get up and shoot some lightning at Revan. Revan blocks it with his lightsaber, but the power behind it was able to stop Revan in mid-stride. Then the Emperor shoots three more bolts at Revan. Revan bats the first one to the side with his lightsaber, ducks the second one. Now the third one, he redirects it back at the Emperor, striking him right in the chest, shoving him back several feet. The Emperor turns back at Revan and hits like a snake. Then the Emperor stood up. His eyes flashed red and he lifted his hands above his head. Right here is when you know that the Emperor will mess you up. Everyone, and I mean everyone, even Yoda, when they're hit with some lightning, they don't just get right back up. This dude gets hit with some lightning, drops him, then he gets right back up. Like it didn't even phase him. That's how you know this dude is going to jack you up. And that's exactly what he did. Revan knew he didn't have enough time to get to the Emperor before he attacked. So Revan lifted up his hands as he did with Nyrus and tried to catch the bolts. But the Emperor is way more powerful than Nyrus. So instead of catching the bolts, he got fried. Well, yeah, he got fried. And like I said, no one just gets up from a lightning attack. Okay, except the Emperor. But T3 comes to the rescue, shooting some fire at the Emperor, causing him to break off the lightning attack. Revan watches as the Emperor blasts the little droid, blowing him up. Revan yells out, knowing there's nothing that he can do to save his friend. Revan tries to get up, but he can't. So he calls on the Force to heal his wounds. This is when he sees the Emperor approaching him. The Emperor reaches down, picks up Revan's lightsaber as Revan looks up at him, anticipating the killing blow. Like I said, they should have got more help. Revan being overconfident like so many other Jedis might have been his defeat. But you have to admit, this is one of the best chapters of this book. So before I start rambling, let's see what else happens in the rest of the chapter. Even as she called to Scourge to help, Mitra was already sprinting toward the far end of the throne room. Scourge hesitated before joining her, taking a moment to survey the situation. Memories of his vision of their failure still fresh in his mind. What he saw was not good. Revan was being electrocuted, his body spasming uncontrollably as the Emperor blasted him with dark purple lightning. Revan's astromech launched a jet of flame at the Emperor, freeing Revan, who collapsed to the ground. In retaliation, the Emperor disintegrated the offending droid, strode over to where Revan lay, and picked the vanquished Jedi's lightsaber up off the floor. It all happened in the space of only a few seconds. Mitra was moving fast, but she was too far away to stop the Emperor from eviscerating the prone Jedi at his feet. 
In desperation, she hurled her lightsaber with a wild sidearm throw, guiding it with a force so that it spiraled end over end to intercept the descending blade, knocking it from the Emperor's grasp and sending it skittering across the floor. Suddenly empty-handed, the Emperor took a quick step back. His attention had been focused solely on Revan. Mitra's trick had caught him by surprise. Scourge realized that if she had aimed at the Emperor instead of the blade, she could have ended his life even as he ended Revan's. But her instincts to save her friend overrode her desire to kill her enemy, and Scourge could only lament the lost opportunity. Mitra was still rushing forward, using the force to return her lightsaber to her waiting hand. Sensing hesitation and uncertainty in the Emperor as he tried to evaluate the strength and weaknesses of his new foe, Scourge rushed forward to join Mitra and Revan. Mitra had placed herself between the Emperor and Revan, valiantly protecting her wounded friend. As Scourge reached them, Revan managed to stand up again. He reached out with an open palm, and his lightsaber sprang from the floor and into his waiting grasp. The three of them stood side by side, two Jedi and a Sith Lord against the Emperor. I expected better from you, Lord Scourge. Scourge wondered if he was stalling for time so his guard could break through the sealed door. There wasn't much chance of that, however. By the time they broke into the throne room, the battle would already be decided one way or the other. He has seen the depths of your evil, Revan declared. He stands with us now. Then he will die with you as well. You can't defeat all three of us, Revan said. United, we are stronger than even you. That remains to be seen. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. For Scourge, the universe suddenly seemed frozen in place, as if time itself had stopped. He realized he was at a crux in history. Fate and destiny would be forever altered in the next few moments. The Force washed over him in a wave, and a million possible futures flickered through his mind simultaneously. In some, the Emperor was no more. In others, he had transformed the entire galaxy into an empty wasteland. He saw both Revan's triumph and defeat in the throne room. He saw variations of his own life and death played out over and over in every conceivable way, shape, and form. He had to choose, but there was no way to know which was the most likely outcome, or what actions of his would lead to which results. Revan had said visions could guide the Jedi, but for Scourge they brought nothing but confusion. The moment passed, and the universe began to move again, though everything seemed to be happening in slow motion. Revan and Mitra stepped forward, ready to initiate the final confrontation. Scourge knew he had to act now. He had to make his choice. In a sudden moment of clarity, he saw the Emperor lying defeated at the feet of a powerful Jedi. But that Jedi was neither Revan nor Mitra. And the Sith Lord knew what he had to do. Instead of advancing with his two companions, Scourge stepped to the side so that he was standing directly behind Mitra. There was a flicker in his consciousness as the universe snapped back to full speed, and he slid the blade of his lightsaber between her shoulders. Mitra gasped and toppled forward, dead before she hit the floor. Revan's head snapped to the side, 
shock and horror emanating from him even though his mask hid his expression. The distraction gave the Emperor the opportunity he needed, and he unleashed another blast of lightning into the Jedi's chest. Scourge could smell burning flesh as Revan screamed once, and then collapsed to the ground, unconscious. The Emperor turned to face Scourge, and the Sith Lord dropped to one knee, head bowed in supplication. Explain yourself, the Emperor said. And Scourge knew if he chose his words poorly, they would be the last he ever spoke. The Jedi was working with Nyrus, he said, speaking quickly. He claimed he had once been your servant, but that he had returned to destroy you. I knew I was not strong enough to defeat him by myself, so I lured him here to face you. Why didn't you mention this when you told me about Nyrus's betrayal? I didn't know, Scourge lied. I only found out after the guard raised a stronghold. The Jedi sought me out. They knew I worked for Nyrus. They never suspected that I was the one who had betrayed her. So you led them to me. I knew they could never defeat you, Scourge said. So I played along, waiting for my chance to turn on them and prove my loyalty to you once more. If this is true, then you must finish it. Scourge nodded and rose to his feet. He walked over to Revan, bent down, and ripped off his helmet. The Jedi's face was badly burned, the outline of his mask indelibly seared into his cheeks and forehead. He was still unconscious, his body in shock from his wounds. Without medical attention, he would die soon anyway. The Sith Lord raised his lightsaber to deliver the coup de grace. He brought his arm down, but it suddenly stopped as if an invisible and impossibly strong hand had seized his wrist. He glanced back at the Emperor in surprise. Put away your blade. You have passed the test. But Revan can still be of use to me. Despite his curiosity, Scourge knew better than to ask how. He couldn't risk anything that might make it appear he was concerned about the Jedi's fate. To sell his lie, he had to make it seem as if everything he had done had been for the most obvious and selfish of reasons. Twice I have stopped those who have sought to defeat you, he said, extinguishing his blade and bowing before the Emperor. I trust you will remember this when you select the members of the new Dark Council. The Emperor smiled, and Scourge's entire body went cold. I promise you will be given your just reward. So Scourge and Mitra were finishing off their opponents when Mitra sees that the Emperor is about to kill Revan. She takes off running to help him. Scourge doesn't move at first. He sets back and evaluates the situation, recalling his vision he had the night before. Mitra, seeing that she is not going to reach them in time, launches her lightsaber, knocking Revan's from the Emperor's hand. Scourge thinks to himself, if she would have just let Revan die, she could have killed the Emperor. As he pouts about his missed opportunity, Mitra calls her lightsaber back to her hand and stands in between the Emperor and her fallen friend. I'm sorry, I agree with Scourge on this one. When you are facing someone with this kind of power, you don't save your friend. You always go for the killing blow. 
In war, you must not allow your feelings to cloud your judgment. Wait a minute, isn't that what the Jedi are taught anyway? For the Jedi to have all these rules about attachments and feelings, none of them seem to follow them, and it never works out in their favor. But Mitra runs up to protect Revan. Scourge slowly joins her. By this time, Revan has gained enough strength to get back to his feet. The Emperor looks at Scourge and tells him that he is disappointed in him. Revan tells the Emperor that Scourge is now on their side. The Emperor is like, okay, then he will die with you on your side. Revan tells the Emperor that he can't defeat all three of them. The Emperor is like, you haven't done anything to prove that to me. See, this is what I keep saying. The Emperor isn't even a little bit intimidated by the situation. He is talking stuff and it is three against one. This is when Scourge starts to really think about his vision and what he should do. He starts to allow the Force to show him what the future will bring. As the vision starts to pass through his mind, he sees the outcome of the Emperor's defeat. The defeat did not come by Revan's hand. He sees another man standing over the fallen Emperor. So he sidesteps, placing himself directly behind Mitra. Then he drives his lightsaber through her back, killing her instantly. Revan sees his friend fall and takes his eyes off the Emperor for just a moment. This is when the Emperor engulfs him with lightning, dropping him to the floor. Scourge drops to a knee and bows to the Emperor. The Emperor, a little confused about what had just transpired, he asks Scourge, what are you doing? Scourge tells a lie about the Jedi working with Nyrus. When she fell, they saw him out knowing that he worked for her. The Emperor asked why didn't he tell him that when he told him about Nyrus. Scourge lies again and said that he didn't know about it until after their meeting. Then Scourge tells the Emperor that he knew that he wasn't powerful enough to defeat them, so he brought them to face the Emperor, knowing that they would never be able to defeat him. Then he waited till the right moment to betray them and show the Emperor that he was a loyal servant. The Emperor tells him to finish Revan off. Scourge goes to do it and the Emperor stops him. Then the Emperor tells him that he passed the test, but he had further use for Revan. Then Scourge, playing his part, asks the Emperor for his reward for serving him. The Emperor smiles and tells Scourge he will get his reward. So this is where the chapter comes to an end. Okay, this is what I don't understand. For the Emperor to be a thousand years old and as powerful as he is, he isn't too smart or wise. I would have been asking, then why did you kill my guard instead of just turning them in before you ever got inside of the throne room? You plus the guard should have had no problem taking them out. But you helped them get all the way in the throne room where they had a small chance of killing me. But for Mitra, Revan, and little T3, they had a bad day. Mitra and T3 were both dead. Revan is in the hands of the Emperor, and there is no telling what the Emperor has planned for him. It was a bad day for them all. Well, not for Scourge that just stabbed the Jedi in the back. And I mean that literally. But you will have to tune in next week to see what the Emperor has planned for Revan and what reward the Emperor has waiting for Scourge. Hope to see you then. Thank you for listening to Sway. Join us next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can find us and subscribe on your favorite podcast directory. If you enjoyed the show, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Sway was created by Keen Eye Shit and is a production of Pick Film Media. This show was produced by Quentin McDaniel, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Tammy Turner. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.